Guys, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, my friend Cody Nelson, the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you have any interest in buying optics or have any glassing questions, whether it be tripods, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call 702-847-8747. That's extension 2 or you can email him at optics at gohunt.com. You can also send him a text or call him on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Guys, right now at GoHunt.com Insider, you can take advantage of the free trial. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash J Scott. You're going to be able to take advantage of a free trial of the Insider. GoHunt is always adding more value for their Insider members. They've now added real 3D maps as a part of Insider for no additional cost. What an incredible value. Very soon, they're going to have their mobile app up as well. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott and sign up for a free trial. If you're already an Insider member, it's automatically part of your Insider membership. And you can just go to the Maps tab up at the top once you sign in as an Insider. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. To find out more, you can go to KUIU.com, Kuyu.com. They're a direct-to-consumer company. They sell everything off of the Kuyu.com website. I also do a lot of question and answer on my Instagram where I'm answering questions about guys wanting to know about gear about Kuyu, so tune into my Instagram. I want to thank Kuyu for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the JScott20 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount on all orders. And I want to thank AllElk.com, home of the Bugle Mule. Use the JSO10 to save 10% on all orders. The Bugle Mule attaches to your bugle, and it's a great little carrier that holds three elk calls right there on your bugle tube. And it's I can't wait to use it this season. Again, thanks to all the sponsors of my podcast. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have my friend Clay Bundy of Clay Bundy Outfitters on the line. Clay, how you doing? Good, thank you, Jay. Appreciate you calling me. Yeah, for sure. We're sitting here uh, August 2nd. Obviously, the archery hunt on the Arizona Strip is going to be starting here in a couple weeks. And I just wanted to call and get kind of a forecast, if not a conditions report on how things are looking out there. Okay, thank you for thinking of me. Um, so, you know, I've I've really spent a lot of time thinking about no. this and comparing moisture from last year and this year. You know, last year was the one of the best years ever, and and then this year and and trying to decide, you know, what is really making the difference. You know, um, so a forecast. So I'm going to start for 13A. Gene, um, come get her. This year, I believe that we have more big deer than we had last year there. Um, and, you know, we've, we've had some new deer show up that have gotten bigger. And some of the big deer that were there that we were hoping that would really get big have, have uh, got bigger. 
but there's also some deer that that we were following that maybe went down a little bit and I, it could be their age uh then you jump to 13b um it's not anywhere what it was last year it's way off um uh, and so in my thoughts i i you know for the first thing it hasn't rained for two and a half months until two days or last friday it, it stormed there at our place about 60 600s but it wasn't a, a big wide storm it was pretty isolated certain spots got it and so it uh it didn't cure really anything uh, and then um um but i think the reason that um 13 b so far off is it was so good last year and so many deer got killed that were at the right age where this year the we don't have that age class that, that we need to get giant deer and in my scouting and, and in my uh, trail camera pictures there's a lot of young deer uh, that are going to be good next year and the year after uh so I think the prospects for years to come are still good, but this year is not uh, not going to be thirteen bees off. Yeah, yeah, thirteen bees off. How much of that clay is you know? You talk about deer that got shot last year in age class, and they got you know shot at the right time, and then you feel like there's quite a few good young deer but they're just not showing what they were showing last year how much of that do you feel like being dry since i last talked to you you know the last couple months has been very very dry i mean do you truly attribute a lot of it to the fact that it has been dry and they just haven't been able to pour it on or does maybe it go back to that last year yes a bunch of big deer and the year before some big deer and it kind of kind of maybe took a little bit of toll on the age class here for a, a, a brief period and that might have more to do with it than the feed well that that's what i keep weighing in my mind because uh, i i really i know how critical the moisture is uh at the right time of the year that's it that's another thing is you know and i think we talked about it last time we had the we had great winter moisture here and the the ground is still producing because of that winter moisture uh i was just on a on a there was a big fire down on mud mountain this earlier about a month ago and i was down there messing around checking cameras and the the gaeta grass it's up six eight inches tall uh, after a fire and there hadn't been a storm since but so there was so much moisture still in the ground and and the feed is uh, the cattle feeds good. Uh, the cliff flows, the brush is all is is still in really pretty good condition, even after two and a half months without rain. Uh, so that's what is throwing me back thinking, you know, it may be mo a little bit more to do with uh, this year with not the age class, especially in thirteen B compared to 13a where 13a we had 
there is there was a lot of deer that made it you know we talked about that before uh, right and, and, so- and don't you think i mean a and b they ebb and flow it seems like a had for a couple of years obviously produced some big big top end giant deer but for a year or two it seemed like there were you know, kind of what you're describing going on in B, that there needed to be, you know, we had that giant year in, I think, 2010, where just a bunch of big deer got killed in A, and it just kind of ebbs and flows, and it sounds like the age class is back up a little bit in A and maybe down in B, Um, you know, but you look at, too, the tag numbers have been bumping up and increasing over the last handful of years, too, and, and you know, as good as you guys are up there with, you know, tracking and trailing these deer and, and finding these deer, I go back to, you know, potentially maybe the tag increase of, of just slightly bumping up the tags over the last, say, you know, seven, eight years is, is finally a year like this has kind of showed its colors of, you know, it's just what happens. I, I agree. Um, and as you was talking, especially you think about 2010 for a, I mean, it got massacred. You know, the, the, there's so many big deer got killed up there, and then there was no age class. And then it's taken, you know, six, five to seven years to, or even more to get back to where there's some good deer. And now it's it's good again. Uh, but yes, I mean, that's so critical. And I talk to the to the game wardens up here every time I see them, you know, because they they're the ones that put in the the recommendation of how many hunts, you know, literally every time I see Luke Thompson, I say, you got to keep the numbers down. And, you know, they've, they've done pretty good in, in a certain spec, but then, you know, they get pressure to keep uh, bumping the tags up. Uh, and I get it, but yeah, these two units here are so, uh, so they're just, they're just the best two units possibly in the world, you know? Yeah. And, and so they've, it's critical to keep the numbers down. So like on a year like this, the, everything doesn't get killed. You know, you need those deer to, to be able to make it the ones that are off just a little bit or don't, you know, a three-year-old deer, a four-year-old deer needs to make it. Well, Um, you, you take, those those deer those three and four year old deer last year where we had you know um better moisture right better monsoonal moisture even though it was not good we did have it's better than this year this year's worse than last year from monsoonal standpoint isn't it yes so i mean you wonder if those deer would have lulled out as well with the lackluster monsoon um i mean i think both monsoons are pretty rough but this from what I'm hearing, this one is, is definitely rough, but you know, it just goes to show that age class is, is a huge important factor in, you know, growing big deer. You can have phenomenal genetics, but you've got to have some age. Yes. Um, okay. So, but you're seeing a, a, you know, when we talked a couple months ago, you were saying that B or A was, you know, you were still kind of on the fence and thought there'd be some good deer, but you weren't like totally over the moon like yes it's going to be phenomenal but it sounds like it sounds like potentially a is going to eclipse b this year when it's all said and done do you do you truly feel like you know once the hunts are over it will not surprise you if you know the majority of 
big deer and maybe even the average is higher in A? I, I really feel that'll be the case if, if you know, if people make the shots and you get the, you know, yeah, I do. Okay. I, I really do. With this um, archery hunt coming up here, uh, closing in fairly quickly, for those hunters in A and for those hunters in B, with it being dry, you said you had a storm last Friday, you know, historically, I, I shouldn't say historically, it seems like the archery hunt, you know, everything's dry and deer are just coming in like clockwork. And then all of a sudden, about the time the archery hunt starts, just some big five inch rain comes, which we would all welcome from a standpoint of, you know, good for the country. But what, what, if, if things didn't change between now and the archery hunt, it, do you think it's going to be very um, productive sitting water and, and being able to, you know, have deer on a pattern? Yes, I do. It is going to be productive to sit water, but it also then depends on whether these big deer that were that you're hoping to get with the archery hunters are hitting in the daytime. Right. I mean, there there there's deer that are clockwork. Every couple of days they're hitting, uh, but they're hitting at night. Uh, That's pretty so, common, right? I mean, the yeah. the big deer getting really nocturnal because of how hot it is. Um, you know that they, they literally come on a on a string but the reality is it's in the dark yes and that's what that's what i'm seeing i mean there's there's deer that are hitting good deer that are hitting in the daytime but um so and and i think we're going to want to sit water but you know what i've been uh i'm literally fasting today for rain yeah yeah <laughs> not uh both for my cattle and, and also for uh the deer yeah uh, Speaking of the cattle, I mean, are they fleshy? Or are they are they looking really good, or are they starting to starting to show signs of of you know pretty dry? That's what's interesting. That's what has made me think so much. Is to be honest, they they are they look better than they did last year. Okay, and, that's and kind of a head scratcher, then, isn't it? I that mean, is a head scratcher. Yeah, uh, because but yet again we had so much moisture november december january uh november december that you know we we had five inches that time yeah that fell out there on most of the strip and and this is crazy but there's part of that that there's in some of that you can drive some of that place and there's cracks and the, little cracks in the ground you know, and that's like, have you ever pulled up to a dirt tank and it's dry and there's cracks in it? You know, it's like there's moisture down there. It's, there was so much moisture and then it kind of cracks. Right. Um, and I mean, to think that after a fire and no rain, if there's six, eight inches of dieta grass growing. That just tells you there's moisture content in the soil that's, that's good. And it's still good. Yeah. What and about so what about dirt tanks? As far as dry dirt tanks, are are a ton of the dirt tanks dry? It is so pathetic out there. I mean, we I I helped this rancher T.J. Akin, and he's I mean, he was down to uh, two weeks left, and he had to move his whole herd. You know, he caught a couple of ponds of water, uh, but 
there's he he has cleaned 30 ponds dirt ponds that are dry on his place this year uh, there's there's hardly any dirt ponds that have any water speaking of when you clean those ponds out um do you have to you know coat them in bentonite or anything like that or does usually just cleaning the silt and the sand out does that help help in kind of solidifying that bottom so you you clean them out you clean them out with loaders you know the in old days they used to do them with cats and it was a mess but you clean them out with a loader and you what you do is you don't go below what it originally was dug to um and they they'll they'll re, they'll hold again real good you know the first rainstorm, you know, if you fill that pond up, it'll probably sink down four feet, just almost like overnight. But then, then they hold pretty good. In other words, it's, you don't want to crack that seal, the original seal. You want yeah. to keep that in in place, and then hopefully get a big rain to fill it up, and then almost settle it and and harden that bottom, right? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. But if you crack that seal, I mean, it's anybody's guess that water just drains out like it's you literally have a drain in the bottom right yeah yeah until it seals and then like i say that if if you do if you crack that bottom and then a big storm hits it'll just it'll it'll drain a lot of it out but then it'll kind of seal itself and then it'll, it'll hold after that usually unless there's some real sinkhole problems but and some ponds do have that we also have antelope hunts i believe coming up uh aren't there some antelope hunts august and yep. september what yes. what is it looking like for them how do they look you know with with dirt ponds being dry what what's the status of the antelope hunt you think you know they're, they're congregated uh, i the they've got some decent growth up here this year though i think they're going to be okay um uh, they well, from what I understand about antelope, they kind of they will grow, and then they kind of almost shrink back a ways if they're if it does get dry. I know they look pretty good. I mean, on camera, I've got some pretty dang good ones this year, better than what I've noticed before. Gotcha. But, and Clay, I get some questions. There's some elk. Um, there's a few head of elk up there that have kind of moved in. I, I think they're coming from Nevada, but I'm not sure. But um, do you see that herd as something that's growing, or do you see that still being fairly just sporadic? Uh, sporadic, and in fact, the 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 big bull that was up here got killed last week up here. It did. Yeah, um, I've got a couple cows on camera, and they're not together; they're scattered throughout the unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't seen it grow in the last five years at all um, which is a good thing for the mule deer yes um, so the, the the dreaded question that i'm sure you've been having and i hate to even ask it but i mean do you feel like b is in in enough in tough enough shape that you know is it is it worth considering some guys throwing their tags back and and waiting for another year or do you still think that you know there's good deer to be killed there's good deer to be killed just not as many it's just hard Uh, when you're used to seeing 50 that are 
you know, over 210 and, you know, you're slobbering yeah. all over yourself, you just have to back those numbers off, right? Yes. And, again, my goal for everybody, if I could get every hunter a 200-inch steer, that would be my uh, it'd be phenomenal hunt. Yeah. It, you know, um, but I get it. You know, everybody sees the pictures and everybody – 220 plus you know uh, so i think realistically in b i your numbers better come down and if you know if say if you had a if you are a max tag holder max point holder and a resident i'd probably turn my tag in or i mean it'd be consideration sure think about i don't know that we're there i mean i wouldn't do it today i would still wait a little while but if you're a if you're a if you don't have max points and, a, and not a resident, I would hunt it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's silly to turn it back because you may never draw again. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you don't have max points, whether you're a resident or non-resident, it's one of those things that, you know, you drew by the grace of God. So you might as well hunt it because you're yeah. not going to draw again. And um, even, if you're a, even if you're a max point and a non-resident, I wouldn't turn it back because it's still maybe 20 years. Yeah. Um so a might be the shining star um again it's one of those things that if you know if if it stays dry as far as archery hunting do you think just from a deer coming to water standpoint do you think a will be more productive on archery not not talking size just talking if guys were going to sit is a more productive sitting or is b more productive sitting or is it a wash I think it's a wash. I don't. Okay. I don't think there'd be much difference in that. There, there's not that really much elevation to change much as far as being too hot or you know hot coming in or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, With it being it, dry, are the deer congregated? I mean, are the bucks fairly congregated? Whereas we've seen years where it, you know, it's kind of wet everywhere, and there's water and ponds everywhere, and they're real spread out. They must be kind of congregated. Well, they are, but uh, it's it's that's a little different too i mean it's you know in glassing it's almost like you don't see the big herds of of bachelor bucks as much you know okay and i I don't really understand that i'm still learning a lot too you know (laughs) what has your lion count been as far as you know are you seeing more less or the same amount of lions and i always wonder you know when it's real dry like this are the lions actually hitting the water more um or you you know what what kind of action are you getting on your cameras with lions? You know I, I've got more lions this year than I did last year. I've got two unique pictures of lions, a deer coming to water and the lion charging it. Really, uh, both the deer in the in the screen, uh, and I also got an interesting picture of a coyote just inches away from getting a young fawn really off off of water so that's that's always the concern right i mean when it's dry and there's the the ponds are not full it kind of allows those predators both coyote and lions to kind of focus in and hone in on those deer that you know have limited water source right yeah they just literally those lions just lay there and wait you know what i mean yeah they they know they've got to come and uh so yeah, we we desperately need rain. Uh, you know, I don't know whether to really 
it's almost too late to affect the horn, the antler growth yeah for this year but uh, but we need it so that the deer then will go into the rut in good shape sure do you think if we if we get some storms over the next you know two weeks three weeks even month do you think it will make a big difference in as far as overall health and you know if we could get some pond water filled up spread them out just a little bit yes it'll make it'll make all the difference for the future yeah um it will well, I mean, it's one of those things. It's a reality, and, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast and just get kind of the conditions out there, and, you know, there's nothing we can do to change it. Um, all we can do is pray for moisture, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard when you come off such a banner, unbelievable year last year. I know it probably feels like a little bit of kick, kick in the stomach, but um, yep. the reality is it's still, you know, the Arizona Strip, and anything can happen, and um, I'm excited to see how the archery hunts and the rifle hunts go for you guys. And I appreciate you uh, coming on and kind of giving us a on the ground uh, insight as to what's going on up there. So as always, it's it's uh, great to great to talk to you. Thank you. And and I don't think we're I don't think we're really too far off an average year. I really don't. Right. So okay. So yeah, it is it is the Arizona Strip, and there's going to be some big deer kills. Yep. So. Well, I hope you guys get a couple of them. Uh, tell Parker hello, and I uh, appreciate you always coming on and sharing with us. Okay, Clay? Thank you, and you better come up and help us. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. God bless. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.